0: Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, 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 Dads. dads. Just a couple of dudes talking news, sports, and gun. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson alongside Kelly Stevens.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. There's my fan. All right. She's back,
0: loyal. You know, she's she's turning back to you instead of old Rick Maynard there. Well, thank you for joining us. This is episode number twenty eight. And I hope you guys enjoy what's been happening here on the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. Couple dudes talking news, sports, and God. That's what we are gonna do. I wanted one item of note we forgot or something happened we didn't upload episode 26 just until last week so we got episode 26 and 27 kind of back to back check both of those out they're still relevant and good episodes but we're going to dive into episode number 28 and this is going to be kind of a recap fourth of july recap if you will kelly stevens what'd you do for fourth of july
1: you know what i did uh, family barbecue and napping it was okay. awesome <laughs> praise god do you eat hot dogs, steak we actually did hot dogs uh, I think we did uh chicken. We did uh, chicken breast. Okay. Roast.
0: I had these uh there I I got to look up the name of them. There's these red hot dogs and I get them I only see them in Nebraska for whatever reason. They're not spicy, they're just a red hot dog and my mom always has them and they they are awesome. I can they're like a Husker dog or something right. like that.
1: Uh, so they're not in like a little case? They like are in case. Yep. So get like a, a red casing. You, yeah, yeah, a little snap to yeah. it or whatever. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, they're very, very good. So I had some brats, uh, beef. Uh, it was my grandma's 90th birthday. Yeah, So we celebrated birthday, that. Grandma. So that's pretty crazy. You know, I mean, that's always something interesting, isn't it? When you get <laughs> that particular age, you're like, when were you born? Oh, and. Wait, 1929, <laughs> yeah. not 2000. 1929. I mean, think of all that has happened yeah. in the world wow. since 1929.
1: Uh, it's got to be amazing <laughs> for her, everything that she's seen and yeah. changed. By the way, I've seen Facebook pictures of her. She looks fantastic.
0: Yep, she's doing good. So there's some good, good jeans on the Johnson side. There you go. Uh, so we'll see what happens to me. I don't think I want to live that long necessarily, but uh, we'll see what happens. I want
1: Jesus to come <laughs> back before <Yes>. that
0: <laughs> Please, Lord, we thought you were coming back when the Avengers movie came out and it didn't happen we're such anticipation but that's all right lord you know the day the hour and we'll focus on you until then right that's right so good fourth of july july weekend and kelly stevens we talked about this on the last episode one of my favorite things in the world is the nathan's hot dog eating championship that happens every year fourth of july on coney island in new york
1: yes you know i wanted to watch it and i did i I forgot about it. But yeah. anyway, I did hear the news about it. So. I
0: watched it. I went back and watched it on YouTube. I didn't get to see it live. It typically happens at about 3 p.m., but for some reason, I, when I saw it, it was I think it happened a little bit earlier or something like that. But 2019 Mustard Belt winner, once again, Joey Chestnut, Joey Jaws Chestnut. <laughs> last, last year, he set a record, 74 hot dogs. He fell a little bit short this year, 71 hot dogs.
1: Amazing. I can't. 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That mm-hmm. is yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: I mean, it just, it's supernatural, almost. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, they're just slamming those down and how they do it. Cause I mean, he crushed everyone The the guy who was in second place, I believe I don't have it right in front of me. I think he was 54 hot dogs or oh, 52. Not even close. The other guys were at four, the third, fourth, fifth were like Late 30s, early in the 40s. They should not even have been on the stage. I mean, he could (laughs) have gave up after eight minutes. And he was, until the last two minutes, he was on a 10-dog-per-minute pace.
1: My mind just went, (laughs) that's amazing. So heading
0: towards 100. And that's his goal. He wants the 75. That's what he wants. So he's going to come back around. Next year, Joey Jaws Chestnut. That was his 12th mustard belt and you should Way see go, this. Troy. you should see this beautiful mustard belt and that's the one thing we are going to get to someday for our video backdrop we need a championship belt sitting on our table we do but there, there he got the nathan's mustard belt once again
1: what an honor
0: and we're going to do that i do want to do that that is like my dream road trip we got to somehow con our wives into taking that trip <laughs>
1: that will take don't some you work. want to go to new york
0: honey come on it's going to be really exciting <laughs> yes what are we doing today oh uh, we're gonna head over to cody island yeah then. we're gonna eat anyway dogs. check that out nathansfamous.com you can see some of the photos the pictures just search it on youtube and i thought one of the funny things this year was they also had a splash zone in the contest. Oh, really? So if you paid extra money, you could get closer (laughs) and be in the splash zone where you could potentially be hit with spit spit uh, yeah. hot dogs yeah. water oh and all my. those kind of things <laughs> kind of like at SeaWorld when you're in the splash zone there's also a splash zone it's really funny i the one the one thing that i love is the guy who introduces <clears throat> all the contestants i can't uh what his name is but he goes on this epic rant and really hypes it up and he's like joey chestnut the man who has all of god's username and passwords and he does with him what he will and he just <laughs> he just goes it's really really funny. So the whole thing is awesome. Congratulations, Joey. We'll have to get him. Although I was also reading his speaking fee is like between five and $10,000. So he might be expensive to get on the podcast.
1: You think he would call us? We could try it, though.
0: (laughs) Never worth, you know, always worth giving it a shot. I mean, I have had personal tweets to me from Dana White of the UFC, so maybe Joey Chestnut will hop on sometime.
1: Oh, that would be good.
0: All right, moving on, there was a little bit of, I don't know, controversy. We always have this culture now of uh, politics and things like that. President Donald Trump had the Salute America show. Did you get to catch any of that?
1: I didn't get to catch any of it, but I was all for it.
0: All right. Once again, I went on YouTube and watched well, The really cool part was, was the big thing was the, the flyovers that yep. had loads and loads of flyovers yep. uh, throughout the presentation and the show.
1: You know, our military, which is our men and women, I'm telling you what, they are awesome. They do a great job for us and uh, they deserve to be honored one day. I mean, just one take one day and right. do that, that is just fantastic. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, for those that oppose uh, President Trump, there was a lot of people there. I mean, when you look at the pictures, it was packed at the Salute America. So very interesting.
1: Can you imagine the, I think they had a B-52 bomber uh, fly over, and then the angels, the blue angels, and uh, that would have been incredible.
0: Yeah, I actually had a, I've never had the chance to do a lot of the the fighter jets but I remember one time I have an uncle who was a mechanic uh, for airplanes just commercial airlines and one time this is way back in the day he was able to get us out kind of the to the road where the planes are just getting ready to land and yeah. we would just sit there yeah. and watch them go over and the power and the thrust and the noise and the feeling of that I can't imagine what it was like to have all yeah. those big jets coming you know, over in, you.
1: Anything that brings up United States pride I that one of the most Proud moments that that I'd had in in my law enforcement career was actually getting to see uh, uh, Air Force One, okay, come in and fly in and being parked out on the tarmac. I mean, it was just so so awe inspiring. Yeah, I just couldn't get over it.
0: Yep, yeah, very cool. I had the coolest thing I ever had is I have a cousin who is a F thirty F fifteen pilot, and we were able to go out on the tarmac or whatever you would term it and walk right up to his plane and those kind of things and cool. that's really cool. So That
1: would be awesome.
0: Anyway, well moving on the next big the one of the biggest fights of the year in terms of the UFC happens over 4th of July weekend, UFC 239. Did you see any of this? No. Okay, Kelly, come on, man. What's wrong with me? UFC 239. This was one of the most violent cards I've ever seen in I my life. I missed it? Yes. I mean, I trust me, I love the UFC, I love MMA but this was straight up violent. It it was one of the most violent um, (laughs) fights I've ever seen. Probably the one that you'll see a lot of the highlights if you go on Twitter, et cetera, YouTube. There was uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. So Ben Askren is a fighter who was an undefeated fighter who has not been in the UFC his whole career for reasons not getting along with Dana White, discrepancies, I don't know. Anyway, finally, Ben Askren can't come into the UFC. He won his first fight. That was a little bit controversial. 18-0. He steps into this fight with Jorge or George Masvidal. A lot of smack talk. He knocks him out in four seconds, four to five seconds. No way. Basically just kind of walks at him, runs at him, throws a flying knee to the face connects flush. Oh my. And he boarded up, stiffed up. I mean, he was knocked out for probably a couple minutes. Came even when he came to, he did, I mean, it was did straight it break up bones in his face. Didn't, didn't it didn't break bones, no but way. I mean, it was violent. I mean, I I tried to talk to my wife. Oh, you know, UFC is it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay, you know, and and then I show her it and it's always like a massive bloody fight. <laughs> I mean, this was a vicious violent K.O. I mean, you got to go see it. Now what weight Watch level? The, what weight level? This was a welterweight fight. So welterweight. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it was amazing. And then the second one, uh, was the co-main event with Amanda Nunes, who is now hailed. She's the one who crushed Rhonda Rousey. She has yep. looked as the, the goat of the women's division. And she fought, my girl, one of my favorite fighters, Holly Holm, the preacher's yep. daughter. Yes, I love Holly Holm. Yeah, and she is a great fighter, and in her own right, she's been a champion before. Yep. She got knocked out. Holly Holm got crushed with a leg kick straight oh my. Oh my. to the face, and uh, gets knocked out round one. Uh, four four minutes and ten seconds into the first round, she gets KO'd again. It was a vicious knockout wow. I mean did, it did was she a violent her coming
1: in at her and, and yeah that's... it was I
0: think technically a roundhouse or you know for Pastor Justin that's going to listen to this later on he's like no it was a side hook <laughs> heel kick not a roundhouse <laughs> anyway whatever Pastor Justin uh, but anyway it was a kick it was as a kick that Holly Holm uses frequently so yeah. that was the big thing is that she kind of turned the tables on her opponent and used one of her opponent's
1: Oh, moves! Sweet moves yeah. to
0: knock her out. So, anyway, that was violent. I mean, violent. How long fight. did that fight last? That was round one, uh, four minutes and ten seconds in round one, uh, and then the third one being a guy named Luke Rockhold. You ever heard of Luke Rockhold before? I haven't. Okay, he is. He has been out for. I'm almost a year and a half in fighting action, but he comes back. He was a middleweight. He moves up to 205, and I can't even remember the name. I'm trying to find it here online, the guy that he fought, but he gets his jaw broken. I mean, he got straight (laughs) knocked out. I mean, just crushed. And Luke Rockhold was, in 2015, he was the middleweight champion. I mean, he was one of these guys that looked unstoppable. And I tell you what, here's the thing that I learned from – some of the fights that came on is that number one is that this is uh, this is a game of hunger. This yeah. is the hunger games. Yeah, this right. is kill or be killed. Yeah, yeah. not literally, but I mean, if you are not hungry, that is not a place that you want to be. <laughs> no, because these guys, uh, Masvidal, I mean, this is a hungry, hungry man, yeah. for fame, fortune power uh, i mean yeah. and and he looks like it when he steps into that ring he wants to take you out yeah. and you know these guys that have a level of success whether it be financially or comfortably, it's not a place to step in. If you're not yeah. hungry, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the best word I could describe it. Yeah. If you are not hungry, yeah. do not step in that octagon. Yeah.
1: It's just like Rocky Balboa, <laughs> you Good. got to be hungry and uh, you got to go back to the basics in the beginning. Yeah,
0: And yeah. you will get crushed in this set. <laughs> I mean, so number one, you got to be hungry. Number two, the second thing that I learned too, was that you cannot take significant time off from the octagon and step no. back into that <clears throat> no. and have a level of success no. apart from GSP, John Jones, maybe, maybe a few could do that. But Luke Rockhold, he had over 500 days off, steps back into the octagon, gets crushed. Going yeah. back to Conor McGregor. Yeah. He, he, you know, fighting every two years. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You cannot do this. If you, if you're not fighting every, four to six months, you might as well not step in there because that, that ring rust, whatever it is, you're just not going to be prepared. And so you see some of these people that are losing are people that have just stepped out for a little while, a little bit too long. Yeah, Maybe the hunger, the training, the sharpness, the it's just not there. And again, this sport is there. And the third thing is there is just a window of time. This is one of those sports That you hit your prime and you got about a three-year window of time, yeah, and it's all done. And that, and you see again going back to McGregor or some of these guys, they had that window where they were on fire, yeah, and it lasted about you know two three years, yeah, and man, it's it's over, yeah. So in the
1: championships don't last very long at all in, in, in UFC. the UFC. The
0: cage fighting yeah. game, wow. I mean Kelly, you got to go back watch the these I highlights. I have to do that. It, it was devastating because, you know, I'm, I'm probably like a typical dude, right? Every once in a while I think, you know, I think I'd like to hop in that octagon just like one time just to say I did it. I'll tell you what, after watching UFC 239, I was like, yeah, I don't ever want to step into an octagon <laughs> with those guys. I mean, it, it was sheer. Some of those, those fights were it be, sheer It violence. would be
1: like somebody playing high school football and stepping in with a, a professional, you know, yep. and just <laughs> – you would just get killed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so anyway, moving on to the NBA. So we headed into the 4th of July weekend, and we had tons of NBA action. Kelly Stevens, we had a lot of stuff happen. We had the first big trade that we had, or the first big move that we had, was Kevin Durant leaving the Golden State Warriors and heading on over to the Brooklyn Nets alongside Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about that in our last uh, Yep. Uh, episode and, and, uh, I, you know, I like Durant. I was surprised that he ended up going to golden state warriors, but he was after that, that, uh, championship ring and, and everything. But, uh, I, I, I'm thinking this injury of his, I don't, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Kyrie
0: Durant, they're both drama Queens. Yeah. Injury prone. I yeah. think it's going to be an epic bomb. I do think that's going to happen. But the second thing that we waited for <clears> was Kawhi Leonard. Where would Kawhi Leonard go to? Would he, would he re-sign with the Toronto Raptors? Would he go to the LA Clippers? Would he step into my team, the LA Lakers? Well, it looked like all signs were pointing to the LA Lakers. And at the last minute, he stuck it to the Lakers. Really? And he stuck it to the Toronto Raptors. And he signed with the LA Clippers. Wow. But the big part of that trade also was he was pulling strings behind the scenes and he got the OKC, OKC Thunder. He got them to trade Paul George to the L.A. Clippers for a bunch of draft picks. So now it sent the NBA into complete chaos. There is now no super teams, no super teams filled with stars. There's a bunch of two star teams now. So now yeah. we got. L.A. Bron, we got LeBron and KD, or excuse me, A.D. in L.A. We got Kawhi, and we got Paul George in L.A. Clipperland. Yep. we sharing the same building there, Staples Center. Now we got De- uh, Steph Curry uh, there in go- uh, Golden State. Okay. Uh, and then we got Kyrie and Durant in Brooklyn. And so it's really weird. The NBA takes a radical shift in one week.
1: And, again, it's going to go back to who's hungry I mean this yep, is really right. going to you're going to find out <laughs> it's going to be cool.
0: And alongside that UFC thread that we've been talking about it's amazing the rise and the fall mm-hmm. of dynasties or great teams. I mean yep. we were just talking about months ago that Golden State yep. we're going to they're going to th- be three-peat champs. Yep. Have the trophy. Yeah. They're going to re-sign Durant. I just they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be winning championships for the next 5 years. Yep. And all of a sudden, in, in one moment, yeah. one, one injury, injury et cetera, injury. <laughs> that's all gone. Yeah. You know, it is crazy. So uh, the next – but I'm kind of excited that now the NBA is kind of wide open. Yeah, The Lakers do have a possibility. The Clippers, the uh, the Golden State Warriors are still in the mix. I mean, you got – the Bucks are still there. So it will be a fascinating NBA season coming up.
1: What do you think about the Thunder?
0: The Thunder and now the Thunder talking about trading Russell Westbrook because he's mad that they traded Paul George without his oh blessing, yeah. if you will, or yeah. much communication. Yeah. And now he has he has a four year uh, four years left, $177 million on his contract. So they're basically rebuilding. They're well over the cap. Yeah. There's no use really having Westbrook yeah. at this point. Yeah. But his contract is so huge, they're yeah. gonna uh, not for sure how they're gonna package that or ship that off. Yeah. And so OKC in one moment goes from being uh they were in the second round of the playoffs this year yeah. to now back to the drawing board. Yeah. Back to the rebuild. Just craziness in the NBA.
1: We need to take a little road trip down there.
0: Okay, see that? I would love yep. it. Now the, the, at least the uh, tickets might be cheaper. Now that <laughs> they, they won't be. have Russ, they yep. won't have uh, Paul George PG there. So maybe we can get some cheaper, better tickets. And that's fine for me because I will literally watch any NBA team and I will significantly enjoy it and have a great time. Yes. Well, that's a little NBA, UFC, Salute America, Joey Chestnut. It was a jam-packed, fun-filled 4th of July weekend. Well, we're going to dive into some spiritual talk here in just a second, but let's head over to our sponsor. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Johnson. I am the host of Grace Point Daily and the Modern Christian Dads podcast. But most importantly, I have the coolest job of being the lead pastor of Grace Point Assembly in Carthage, Missouri. Our church is about helping people discover a relationship with Christ and your purpose in him, connecting other followers of Christ together in relationship and living out the mission of God. Why don't you join us for our service next time you're in this area? For more information, service times, and our address, go to gracepointag.org. We hope to see you soon. Well, our podcast does come out of the Grace Point Studios here at Grace Point Church in good old Carthage, Missouri. I like being a part of Grace Point, don't you, Kelly? I love being a part of Grace Point. (laughs) And you guys join us anytime that you want to, whether it's Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, go to gracepointag.org, and you can figure out what's happening here in the life of our church. We're getting ready for Mega Sports Camp in just an hour or two. That's going to be a lot of fun. I want to dive into this topic for a real quick second, Kelly, talking about the greatest thing that you could do as a Christian. And this really comes out of a story that you literally got to experience yesterday in church. Tell us about that.
1: Well, uh, we picked up a first-time visitor, uh, brought him to church. He uh, actually connected uh, uh, through our webpage, the email, and uh, we got an address, went and got him, brought him in, and within about uh, five, ten minutes, he was giving his life to the Lord, which was <laughs> awesome.
0: I mean, it was that simple. It was
1: that simple. <laughs> I'm like, do you know Jesus? And he's like, I know of Jesus. And I said, well, we need to, we need to fix that. We need a relationship with him. And we talked about relationship. We talked about uh, uh, that you couldn't uh, make yourself better. You couldn't uh, church it up a little bit, try to make yourself more presentable to him. He wants you as you are, and uh, he'll take care of the rest. And uh, this young man said uh, yes to the Lord, and he wants to be baptized. That's
0: awesome. So this topic of the greatest thing that you could do as a Christian is just simply tell someone else about Jesus. Yes, it's the most fulfilling part of being a Christian.
1: You know what? It was like a slam dunk. <laughs> it was like winning the UFC in uh, in uh, less than four seconds, A knee a knee shot to the face. <laughs>
0: and the reason I want to hop on that just a second is to run with this thought. Isn't it amazing that when we do what we're supposed to do, tell other people's tell other people about Jesus. We see them respond, connect with Jesus. Isn't that amazing how that just centers us and takes care of everything?
1: It really I mean, does. for
0: the rest of the day, you weren't thinking about like, well, I don't know if I really like that sermon, uh, you know, worship. That all got, became secondary.
1: Yeah, it did. I had like the biggest smile on my face all day long. I I love leading people to the Lord that, have, that don't know him. It's, it's, it's the best thing.
0: Yeah, and that and that should be when it's not. It's it's funny. What I'm trying to get to is that when it's not our goal, when it's not something we're doing on a regular basis, that's when we get into weird Christianity, yeah. selfish Christianity. Yeah. But when we're preaching the gospel and connecting, yeah, people to Jesus, it's amazing about how all the things of life, our preferences, our wants, they just become secondary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I well, you know, for. For him, he was—you could tell—he was searching, uh, and you know—I don't know why it's so hard to ask people, "Do you know him?" You know, um, God more more than likely has already been there preparing the ground. Mm-hmm. He sent people to to plant the seed, to water. You yeah. know, but he allows us to be a part of that. You know, and and what an awesome opportunity, and you know, I it it didn't have to be me; it could have been any one of our teens could have walked in there and just said, you know, do you know Jesus? Cause he was ready. He, yeah. He wanted to know Jesus.
0: Yeah. And that might be so, or might not be so, but like you said, it'd be, you'd be amazed at how open people are to Jesus yep. and want Jesus. If we would engage them yeah. in that conversation Yeah, about who God is in their life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know why it's so hard to uh, talk, talk to people i don't know if maybe you, maybe people are afraid of rejection you know or like oh you know maybe a little embarrassed or not more importantly i think a lot of people think i won't know what to say mm-hmm. you know if they have questions and let me tell you the holy spirit <laughs> he will give you the utterances to say he would he will lead you in what to what to tell these people you know yeah
0: and i i to not be on the uh, negative side, but every once in a while I can get a little frustrated in the life of the church with how we act or conduct or what we're focused on Mm -hmm. and what we put priorities on. Mm -hmm. And even (laughs) sometimes I can be talking with my fellow followers of Jesus. And the question in my back of my, my mind is like, when is the last time you talk to someone about Jesus? Yeah. Because, this is, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, and that's the cool thing about where I work at. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people there that uh, aren't Christians, but uh, uh, I have conversations about God almost every day. Wow. You know, I mean, there, yeah, and people when they know that you're a Christian, when you're living your life out in front of them, uh, you know, if they've got issues going on, they might pull you off to the side and say, Hey, you Mm. know, this is kind of going on in my life. Will you pray with me? You know, Mm. Um, that that's pretty cool and very encouraging that somebody thinks enough of you to, to ask you to pray for them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm pointing the finger at myself is that sometimes we can, again, in our little Christian bubble, our Christian world, we can be busy doing everything else, but Yes, telling people about Jesus. Yes, which is our central mission. <laughs> it is our which mission. is our goal. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. supposed to be doing, and sometimes we're doing everything but that. But that. Yeah. And when we do, but when we do that, how fulfilling and exciting yeah. is our Christianity? Yeah. And in terms of, I even thought about it in terms of our mission trip that we just went on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're uh, in a different country, in a different culture. We're sweaty. We're stinky. We're I mean if we were doing a lot of those things in America we would not yeah. want to do it. You know, yeah. we'd be complaining. Yeah. We would be <laughs> but because we were doing it with a purpose and because yeah. we were ministering to people and we were sharing Christ with people all of a sudden yeah. those personal preferences became so secondary. Yeah. To and I just think about that in the life of the church that if the church, the people us, yeah. which is us, the followers of Jesus, yeah. if we would just make sharing Jesus a higher priority. Yeah. The highest priority. Yeah. Man, all the things that are sometimes filled uh in the life of yeah. the church, yeah. the good and the bad, would just be swept away because we would be so consumed and yeah. and happy about the the, the, the gospel and yeah. seeing people come to know Jesus. That,
1: well, then that's the one thing. You lead somebody to the Lord, I promise you, that is so catchy. It's like let me find somebody else, you know, help, Lord, help me find somebody yeah. else that, that needs you because it's, it's, it's really intoxicating, you know, uh, uh, being filled with the spirit, you know, of leading somebody to the Lord. It's exciting to see that opportunity.
0: And I have to keep pushing myself intentionally back to this place and remembering my own story yeah. of how I got saved. Yeah. And, and I still go back to that because now I'm a pastor. I get paid to do this. It's my job. I can get caught up in the rut and the monotony and the things that happen in the context of my job, some of which I like, some of which I don't like, (laughs) et cetera. And I can forget about, you know, some days I literally do have to sit down and be like, wait, like the reason this all started was because I encountered a God who was real. And I realized he loved me and he had a plan and a purpose in my life. And I just wanted him. Yeah. And the moment I wanted to receive what he had for me, everything changed. Yeah. And I just wanted more of that. And I wanted other people to have that same thing that I encountered. Right. I not for one moment in the in that first few days, few weeks, few months of being a Christian, was it ever about, well, okay, now that I'm a Christian, I should be a pastor. Uh I <laughs> yeah. should get a job as a pastor. I should, you know, like none of those things. Yeah. Uh, none of those thoughts. It was all about, wow, Yeah, I love Jesus so much. He's so awesome. He changed my life. I just want to tell the whole world about him, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I don't want to lose that. No. Because no. that's what it's supposed to be about. Absolutely. That's supposed to be the mission. That's supposed to be the most satisfying and best part of our walk of faith is just simply telling other people about him.
1: Have you ever thought about this, Pastor? Because uh, as you were talking, it just kind of dawned on me. At the age that you uh, received Jesus into your heart, statistically, you were real close to being at the end of that window. Yeah, because yes. once they leave high school, yeah. our our opportunity to tell them about Jesus becomes harder and harder. Yes, uh, because they're, uh, you know, uh, they they look at it as not something that they need. You know, they don't see a need in it. Um, so, you really, had that window of opportunity. You had said no, rejected, yep. or uh, somebody wasn't uh, obedient to the Lord and said, "Hey Jeremiah, won't you come to church with me?" You know, yeah. Uh, had yes. they not been obedient, your story could be totally different. Right. And we've kind of talked a little bit about that, but your story could have been totally different, and that should put an urgency on our Christian hearts. Yeah. To uh, yep. not let that window of opportunity pass yep. by. How many teenagers do we have in Carthage that are not serving yes. Jesus yep. and, and don't know about Him?
0: I'd probably still be at Buffalo Wild Wings. I would just be in a different <laughs> section of the restaurant, consuming yes. a different drink than Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. With a lot of different <laughs> things yeah, happening yeah, in my life, yeah.
1: <laughs> and probably doing a dine and dash, not right, paying for it right. your- <laughs> So, but man, I
0: want to. That's the MCD challenge today. Is why don't you share Jesus with someone? Why don't you communicate the gospel and and tell someone about Jesus? It's it's the greatest thing that you could do as a Christian. So in your workplace, ask God to open up a door. And you know what I love about things like yesterday with uh the, this individual Ed, Eddie was that you know we we did pray that this last week you know I was praying God would you supernaturally bring people to our church. Yep. And just random
1: ways. Yeah, I, I and I told him that yesterday. I said, yeah. Eddie, you don't realize it, we, but you are an answer to prayer. Yeah, there have been people that yeah. you don't know that has been praying for you, and they didn't know you. Yeah, but they have been praying <laughs> for an opportunity, and uh, you met that opportunity. You you were obedient to God because you yeah. felt this calling. This for for whatever you felt like I need to go to grace point and Jesus met you there. And then how cool is that, that we, as, as believers here at grace point, we get to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just, we we weren't praying for him by name, but we were praying for him Yeah. and you, you would be amazed at how that's another thing of, I constantly go back to my personal story. Salvation story is seeing how God was setting up, yeah. the story and setting up the scenes all along the way so that even though it seems like my Jesus moment was this radical thing, it was actually God step-by-step yeah. step setting this thing up for yeah. that moment to happen. Yeah. And that, again, we don't know where we're at with people that right now God is working in the lives of people yeah. and we could, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's not always the come to Jesus moment that we get to be a part of yeah. But we have to be faithful to share Jesus. It's yeah. that simple. So that one day, it could be 10 years from now, it's that person that you share Jesus with this week that you feel like, man, I, I was so, I listened to the podcast. I was so excited. Yeah. I went up to Bob and uh, Bob just <laughs> like rejected everything that I said. You know, it might be five years from now, Bob is dealing with yep. a relational issue, yep. a marriage issue, yep. a, a death issue. Yep. A
1: a a, sickness. a cancer issue, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, a disease issue, and all of a sudden he remembers back yeah. to this guy, Kelly, whoever that told him about Jesus. Yeah, and because I do remember that, I remember when I was a Christian, and I remember I was a junior high, and I went to this AG youth group. I heard the whole Jesus story, heaven, hell. You if you don't have Jesus, you're going to go to hell. And I can remember in high school partying and drinking on weekends etc and i can remember coming home some of those nights being like man i wonder if i die tonight yeah and thinking about those things yeah that i heard someone share yeah in terms of jesus and eternal life and those kind yep. of things i remember having those thoughts throughout yep. my head you know and again maybe i didn't get saved in those moments but we're putting things inside of people that uh, seeds yep that we believe are going to come
1: yeah Well, and that's... To fruition. That is extremely important. Tonight, we're getting ready to start our mega uh, church uh, camp, uh, sports camp. We're going to have a lot of people here, a lot of of young uh, boys and girls that are going to be here at the church uh, that don't know Jesus. Now is the time to plant the seed, start relationships with them. Um, Who knows what they're what the future holds for them. But I can tell you that uh, Jesus loves them with all his heart. Yep. And uh, he's He's given us opportunity to share the good news. Uh, Amen. With him.
0: Well, there you go. The MCD challenge for the week. Just share Jesus. That's all you got to do. Step out. Come on, take a step of faith. I'm, it might be scary or whatever. Just do it, man. You never know what's going to happen. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next time. i oh.